in a world where every diet you know is wrong. Well, not every diet. I mean... Yes, but almost every doesn't sound as good. Yeah, but... Shut up. One man stands alone. Well, not completely. I mean... It's time for Adam Martin, the No Breakfast Guy. And let's talk fast. Fasting, fitness, and fat loss. What's going on, guys? And welcome back to a brand new episode of the Let's Talk Fast podcast. Hope you're all well. Hope you're enjoying your week. Hope you are safe and sound and all that jazz. And let's just jump straight into it. I'm going to do my best. I know I have said this time and time again, but I was listening to um, a podcast or I was reading an email of James Smith the other day, and he said, why would you say something in one hour when you can say it in five minutes? And I know I have been known to waffle on in the past, and I'm trying to do my best to try and really get much more succinct with my message and get to the point, get punchy on it, and really kind of bring as much value as I can as quickly as I can and try not to have too many fillers in between of going off on different tangents and not really dialing in on, you came to this podcast for a particular reason, let me answer that question, let's get to the point, let's bring you value and let you walk away from this, not having to kind of go through a whole lot of other fluff before getting to the actual point. So I'm going to do my best, guys. I hope you enjoy this podcast. As you've probably already seen from the title, we're going to be talking about the importance of exercise for fat loss because I put out a email to my email um, list, uh, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday last week, and it was one of the most heavily, I guess, replied to emails I've had in a very long time with a lot of people who are having kind of follow-up questions to what I was saying in that uh, particular uh, email and people kind of trying to confirm my standpoint on how important I think exercise is uh, to the whole process uh, of fat loss. And I want to say from the very outset that just because what I'm going to say in this podcast, I guess, might give you the impression that exercise is not important whatsoever. I want to put a big caveat on the front of that and say, exercise is and should be a very integral part of your life. Now, what that exercise is, is where I'm going to really lean on in this first part of the podcast, because I think this world in that we live in now and COVID doing what it has to the fitness industry and shutting down gyms all over the world, people have begun to realize that you just don't lose all of your strength and your your body shape and your well-being overnight. And that gyms, while we, you know, the fitness influencers and kind of people who are very geared in and around exercise and training and strength training, and I have been a proponent of that uh, for a very long time in that, you know, strength training should play a very big role uh, in your life. And that if you're not including strength training, you're, uh, you know, on a regular basis, you're doing yourself an absolute, uh, you know, detriment to your health and well-being, not only now, but into the long term. What this situation has showed us that you don't have to be in the gym all the time, you know, consistently week after week after week to be able to maintain an active body, a healthy body, and a body that can help you, you know, do the things you want to do day to day, but also help you attain a fat loss goal if fat loss is your um, goal at this point in time. 
Now, with all of that said, that doesn't mean that it doesn't play a very crucial part uh, in the process in that I'm still going to say that strength training is an important aspect of your life. And if you're currently very sedentary, this is the message that I want to get to you today in that exercise might not be an integral part of the whole process because I've said this before and I've got a podcast on it that no, there's 168 hours in the week. And so you've got to use those 168 hours in your best way that you can to kind of get you heading towards your goals that you're trying to achieve. But at the best case scenario, let's just say you're exercising seven days a week and each one of those sessions is an hour long. That's seven hours out of 168. Now, I'm just going to get a calendar out, uh, sorry, a calculator out and do the math on this. So it's seven divided by 168 equals times 100. So even if you're doing seven hours of training a week with seven days a week, one hour every single day, it's still only 4% of your entire week. So if we subtract those uh, those seven hours away from your 168 hours in the week, it's still 161 hours that you have to fill and be disciplined with and consistent with with the other aspects that I think are going to have a far greater impact on your fat loss endeavors. Now, while I've said that seven hours, most people that I work with, and myself included, aren't doing seven hours worth of exercise every week. And so, and and I've got to be I've got to be clear on this. It's kind of seven hours of intentional exercise. Now, you might walk, you might um, you know be out with the kids playing in the park and things like that. I would say that they're part of kind of the whole process that is neat. And again, I've had a podcast talking about what neat is, which is non-exercise activity thermogenesis or all of the activities you do that aren't intentional exercise. And so when I'm talking about exercise, I'm talking about the intent to go out. Okay, I'm going for a run. I'm going to the gym. I'm going to do a Pilates class. I'm doing yoga, whatever it might be. It's intentional and you've set aside some time to actually make that part of your day or your week. Most people, and on average, are probably somewhere between the vicinity of two to three hours. Now, again, that's probably two to three days a week. And in that hour, though, if we're completely honest with ourselves, you're probably not doing a full hour worth of actual exercise. You know, there's a bit of a warm-up, and you might chat to someone. And if you're, you're lucky enough in the world at the moment to be able to go to a gym or go to classes, then you probably can relate to that more. If you're at home and exercising at home, it's probably the same. You probably do a little bit of exercise. You look at your phone. You scroll through some social media. Maybe return an email and then get back to your training. So, if you're kind of really honest with yourself, you're probably not dialed in into that complete hour and actually doing exercise um, as a total anyway. But let's get aside all of that. Let's just say, as I said, you're the average person. You're doing two to three hours worth of exercise uh, of intentional exercise a week. It's a very, 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 very small portion of the 168 hours in your week as an entirety. And yes, of course, there's a big portion of that when you're sleeping. There's a portion of that when you're uh, at work. But there's still a lot of hours in that week that you have to be much more consistent with other factors that I feel are going to have a much greater impact on your overall, um, overall, I should say, well-being. But most importantly, kind of what you've come to this podcast for is that your overall success and chances of success and maintaining that um, kind of progress heading towards your fat loss goals. And 
you've heard me say it before, I'm gonna say it um, here again, is that the number one factor you can be heading towards and putting your time, energy, and effort into that will give you the biggest return on that time and energy is being in a calorie deficit. Now, you've heard me again talk about calorie deficit and kind of how you can best make that um, um, kind of occur and be as best, I guess, be as consistent as you can on that as well. And I've got many podcasts talking about mindset and binge eating and how to get back on track and all these different things and kind of how to help that mindset aspect. But we'll talk about it a little bit more in today and that I don't talk enough about sleep. And I remember going to a conference, it's going to probably be two years ago now, and there was a guy that I listened to in a particular talk that was talking all about sleep. And I've got to reach out to him. I've been meaning to do it for a long time and I just haven't. Been meaning to reach out to him so he can come on to the podcast, hopefully. He did agree to it when I asked him two years ago, but it was two years ago, so who knows where he's at now. But... um, he was agreeing to come onto the show and talk uh, much more in detail about the science behind kind of why sleep is so important. But we don't need to kind of go into that kind of depth today. But sleep is absolutely crucial. And I'm going to even say that putting sleep above all else will more than likely help you just naturally gravitate towards eating better wanting to exercise more, having more energy, being more productive. And so while I always say calories are the most important aspect when it comes to being in a, uh, you know, seeing progress on your fat loss journey, I would say sleep needs to go above that. It needs to be number one. You need to be getting seven to nine hours of sleep every single night and quality sleep. Now, again, if you're on my email list, details below, just have to head to my website. You can jump on my email list. And if you do jump on my email list, I give you a copy of my book for absolutely free. And so if all of you're after is my book, just sign up to email list, grab my book and then unsubscribe from email list. But my email list and my daily email that I send out, I think is where I put most of my best content. And so I think you would do well by joining that, but that's just me being biased. But I sent out another email um, again uh, last week sometime. Um, And I was kind of talking around, I've completely lost my train of thought. Why was I even talking about where I was? Um, yep, I've completely gone blank while I was even having that point. And this is why I should be staying on topic. So let's just get that topic that comes into my head. I will. This is a one-cut show, guys. You know that. And I'm not going to edit that out because of me kind of just going completely blank. But to go back onto the point of sleep is that sleep is so crucial to the kind of overall aspect of you can't deny that if you think about your own situation of when you've had a good night's sleep, how much more likely are you to wake up and just be completely dialed in, completely much more, uh, completely much more, completely more dialed in and much more likely to want to exercise in the morning, have the energy to exercise or pre-plan out your meals or if let's say it's at the other end of the day, if you are well rested, you're much more likely to then again follow up into wanting to cook meal for that night and being on point with your diet and your nutrition and just being in a healthy mindset, a positive mindset to try and want to do well for your health. Do the flip side of that, you can completely probably relate that if you've had a bad night's sleep, you're highly stressed, you wake up, you feel lethargic, you're very, very unlikely to probably follow through with a plan that you had organized this 6 a.m. morning run or you're going to head to the gym or that afternoon after work you were going to go um, to the gym. All of these things that 
seemingly uh, quite easy to do when you're well rested and not much stress in your life become far more difficult when you are not so well rested. And so I know this title of this podcast was How Important Is Exercise to Fat Loss? And we will certainly get draw back to that, but I cannot emphasize the importance that exercise, yes, is important, but for you to do all of those other things that we talked about with regards to the 168 hours of your week, for you to be dialed in and consistent on that and adhering to all of those factors that are going to make fat loss your fat loss journey successful, sleep has to be your number one point. And it just came to my head, we have sleep cycles. Oh my God, I'm all over the place. And I already said I wasn't going to be. Um, you have sleep cycles every single night. And those sleep cycles last anywhere from kind of 90 minutes to about 110 minutes. Those sleep cycles have two different phases in them. One is your REM sleep and one is the deep, deep, deep sleep. So the rapid eye movement, which is when you're kind of normally dreaming, you're actually much more kind of uh, conscious in that time. And then you have your deep sleep where you're basically catatonic and you have no um, you know, kind of thought patterns and things like that. But that's not important. We've just got those two different cycles. Those two cycles are very important and they take about 90 to 100 minutes to do. And if you look at most of the research, and again, if I do get this professor in, um, he can talk to much more detail of it. But most of the research basically say we should have five of those sleep cycles every single night. And if you do your maths on that, that then equates to why seven to nine hours sleep is where we are at. And to that point, is it, having more of those sleep cycles and actually sleeping longer than nine hours can actually be just as detrimental or have you feeling just as lethargic as if you're sleeping much less than that. Now, this is a perfect world. I'm completely empathetic to the fact that we can't always get those kind of seven to nine hours of quality sleep where we're getting those five um, different phases of our sleep and going in and out of deep sleep and REM sleep and all of those different things because, look, I know most of my demographic because I look at the analytics of this. I know most of you are female. The most of you are kind of of the age that you've probably got a family, you've probably got kids. And if you're male, you have kids and you have family as well. But the fact is that they're not always going to sleep well. You're not always going to be able to get to bed um, at the correct time because you're going to be struggling getting them to bed. You're not always going to be able to go to bed early because you might have you know, a, a report that's due or you've got a conference call that's at midnight because you're doing it with an international um, business or whatever it might be. I completely understand that that's a fact. And just like calories, consistency is king. The same comes with your sleep, that consistency is where you're going to get the biggest benefit from. So when you are going to bed, doing your best each night to get yourself in a place where you're going to be most likely to get a quality um, quality sleep and enough sleep. So for most people, getting up at 6 a.m., 6.30 in the morning, that means you need to be in bed around about 9.30 to 10.30 at night, which I don't think is completely unreasonable in the world that we live in. And for most of us, we should be able to get our kids to bed before then. should be able to then be able to unwind and relax. And if you want to watch you know, your favorite Netflix show or read a book or you know, have a chat with a friend or talk to your partner or whatever it kind of might be and then get yourself set up to de-stress a little bit. And again, I've got a podcast talking on um, you know, how to get a good night's sleep. I've done a YouTube video on the kind of nightly routine I tend to do with some foam rolling and some stretching and things like that. But whether you meditate or foam roll or kind of whatever you do, I do highly recommend that you spend at least 20 to 30 minutes before actually getting in bed and trying to go to sleep is trying to unwind your mind and it'll set you up 
to be in a mindset to more likely have a great night's sleep. Let's move on from sleep though. It's hugely important. And as I said, if you can start putting time and energy into making sure you're getting quality sleep, it'll then make this next part a far more likely proposition that you stick to it. And it will then flow on to the, the, obviously the last part and what the title of this podcast is in order around exercise. And so if you want to try and maintain a calorie deficit, again, calorie deficits are not going to be an easy proposition. If it was easy, we wouldn't have a worldwide health issue where we've got huge rates of obesity. It's not easy and it's not going to be easy. And even if you are um, successful enough in kind of reaching your you know, weight loss goals, which is you know a task in itself, and if you get there, congratulations, the game isn't over. You've got to keep going and even at your goal weight, you are going to have rough days. You're going to have hard days. And myself, I would, again, most people would consider me in shape and you know, not overweight in any way, but I still have tough days. I still have days where, you know what, I'd just rather bury myself inside a packet of Tim Tams or, you know, a tub of ice cream, whatever, and I do. But the reason why I feel that I and people who are finding success on their journey uh, find it easier is because, one, we prioritize sleep, but for two, we aim to be consistent with that calorie deficit. And consistency, consistency, consistency. I can't say it enough, is that understand that you're going to have rough days. You're not always going to get a great night's sleep. You're not always going to be you know, motivated to want to exercise. You're not always going to be uh, wanting to kind of cook a home-cooked meal. You want to just get Uber Eats or whatever it might be. That's fine. You're human. You're allowed to, but be consistent. Just consistency after consistency after consistency. And results is what breeds motivation. And this is where, as I said, I'm now circling back and I'm going to get to the point of this particular podcast is that consistency will bring about results and it's those results that will then bring about motivation. Everyone always says, Adam, how do I get more motivated? How can I be motivated? Like I've, I've just fallen off the wagon. I can't find myself to be motivated to get started again. Is it action and consistency in that action is what's then going to drive results. And when you see results, that's when motivation starts coming back up for you. Don't wait around for motivation to spark action in you. If you do, you're going to wait your entire life. You're never going to... Motivation is one of those things that's in spades when you don't need it, and it disappears when you need it the most. So stop relying on motivation to actually get you to do things. You have to just do, and do so even more so. That's terrible English, but... You need to do even despite the fact that you don't want to do it, if that makes sense. There's always going to be times, and especially in the beginning, just kind of think of it like a, a freight train. Getting a freight train to get moving takes an awful amount of energy. But once you get going, that momentum starts building and away you go. But even in that very beginning, to get going, the best way to get going is to start. No matter how hard or difficult it feels, start small. You know, the thought of going for a a one-hour run tomorrow morning to start your journey again might be far too much of a kind of push to get that um, you know momentum going. Just say to yourself, tomorrow I'm going to get up, I'm going to put my shoes and socks on, I'm going to put my workout gear on, I'm going to do ten squats and ten push-ups, and that's it. If you happen to do more after that, great. But the thought of only having to do two minutes worth of exercise of ten squats and ten push-ups, but the whole process of having to get the clothes on and get going. That's where you're going to find then you get going and then the next day you can do a little bit more and then the next day you get a little bit more and then all of a sudden you're feeling more energetic, you're bouncing out of the bed more and then 
you'll find that that momentum train starts rolling forward for you. You then start paying more attention to your sleep because you want to wake up with energy. You then start paying more attention to your food because you want to feel good, feel energized, recover from your workouts. And so your food then starts becoming on point. That then flows on to, oh, I saw some weight come off. Oh, this is great. So now I'm feeling like I want to exercise more. And now, as I said, I finally, after 20 minutes, have flowed back to the actual um, topic of this conversation of how important is exercise to fat loss in that if we just look at the grand scheme of it, it's not very important whatsoever. This, as I said, this COVID situation has shown us that exercise, a lot of people have dropped off because they're not going to the gym as much. They don't have access to being able to work out at home. If you want to join the No Breakfast Club, again, the details are in below and I send out brand new workouts every single week. It's dirt cheap and you cannot find, I think, a more value-driven product than my No Breakfast Club and its weekly workouts. I get off topic again, but in saying that, as I said, people's exercise routines have dropped off considerably, but they're they're realizing that, you know, you, you just don't disappear or, you know, all the hard work that you've put in before there doesn't just disappear overnight. And so exercise as a kind of total component of fat loss as just a direct black and white question and answer plays a very little role. And in this email that I sent out last week to my email list, I basically stated that I would actually prefer that if you are very sedentary and just starting out on your journey, I would sit there and say, forget about exercise. You are much better off placing your time and your effort and your energy at the very beginning into just paying more attention to the food you eat and paying more attention to the sleep you get each night. If you can do those two things, you'll get 90% of the way for the results that you're looking for, for kind of your immediate fat loss kind of goals right now. Now, once you get going, you will start to feel more energized, more positive, and once that kind of train is moving, then you might be able to flirt with the idea of adding exercise in. That could be a month from now. That could be a year from now. But whatever it might be, is exercise absolutely must play a role. And even though I've said it is not important whatsoever with regards to just the black and white answer with regards to fat loss, it absolutely plays a long-term role in your ability to not only achieve results over the long term, but maintain those results and feel positive and feel energized that will then allow you to continue this process for months and years and decades to come. And that is where, the, as I said, the kind of big caveat comes around is that while it might not be so important kind of your immediate results right now, this is a game for life. We shouldn't just be thinking about, oh, I want to achieve 10 kilograms of fat loss or I want to get down to a healthy weight range or I've got a holiday to go on to, I've got a wedding come. It's just this finite amount of time. It's not. No matter when or how you get to your goals, it's what you do after you've done that that's most important because let's be honest, fat loss really isn't that difficult. You know, you've probably all been successful in losing weight but it's probably the fact of maintaining that weight loss and maintaining that lifestyle habit of increased exercise and paying more attention to your food and the sleep habits and all those things that you need to do to get to those, you need to keep doing them for the rest of your lives. And I think exercise plays a huge role in maintaining that habit in it. If you are disciplined to continue to keep exercising, you'll continue to feel positive. You'll continue to want to then fuel yourself and make sure you're eating well to kind of fuel that exercise and make sure you are feeling well and recovering well from those exercise bouts. 
And then that flow-on effect is that if you're exercising more, you're moving more, you're out and about more, you're then probably generating you know, enough output that you're then going to feel tired at night. You're going to want to sleep well to make sure that you bounce out of bed the next day and feel energized. And so the whole thing kind of as a, as a complete unit then all comes together. And so that's kind of the end of my podcast today. And that's, I've got a list of things I wanted to tick off and make sure. And if you saw the scribble pad, I've got of kind of start from here and come here and it was convoluted, but I hope it kind of made sense in the reason to why I laid it out in the way I did this week. And that I hope it's brought you value on the question of how important is exercise to fat loss. And as I'm an exercise physiologist, I'm always going to be biased of how important exercise is. And you cannot downplay its importance in your overall life, health, and well-being, and your maintenance of your achieving of that goal um, with regards to fat loss or body shape that you're after. In the immediate now, if you are someone, as I said, who is very sedentary, just starting out, get rid of the thought of exercise. Don't even worry about it. Just start getting better sleep, putting more focus on the foods that you're eating, being more high protein, more nutrient dense, trying to decrease the amount of highly processed food and eating out and takeaway. Start cooking, start learning how to cook your own meals. They can be as simple as you know, sausages and mashed potato and vegetables. I'd much rather you do that and actually putting some time into, even though that meal's probably going to be quite low on protein and quite high on calories, the fact that you've made it and you've put time into actually doing it rather than just ordering in and kind of getting something from a package and throwing it in the microwave and those kind of things. Start learning how to cook for yourself and getting nutrient-dense foods in more regularly, higher protein foods and paying more attention to those foods. Those two factors there alone, if you are very new to this, you've never really paid attention to the food you've been eating or the exercise you do in your life or how much sleep you get and you're just feeling tired and lethargic and you're currently overweight and you want to just do something, get rid of the thought of exercise because I don't think it's important right now. Just get started and get that train moving forward. And once you start that positive positivity train going, once you start seeing some results, I guarantee you, you won't need to kind of ask the question of how important is exercise because you're going to want to exercise. And once that train then starts going, it all just starts flowing. And as I said, this takes time. So don't expect that in a month's time, oh, I heard Adam's podcast, cool, I'm going to dial in on my exercise and my sleep. As he said, you know, I've never exercised in my life and I've never really paid attention. So here we go. This could be a year worth, year's worth of consistency on just your, ex, uh, just your sleep and your food before you even think about exercise. But just get going and it'll naturally kind of start coming into your life that you're going to want to start doing more, feeling better, and exercise will then play a very crucial role at that point. But just be patient with it. It'll come. And I hope this podcast has helped clear up that question of, you know, I see all these people on Instagram, they're saying, I've got to exercise, I've got to do strength training, I've got to do this. How important is it? It's not important at all. Just start with the basics, sleep and the food that you're eating, and you'll see huge results just by those two factors, and then worry about exercise later on in life, uh, later on in the process, I should say. So I hope that kind of clears up that question. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. It's definitely been one of a shorter one. I definitely, definitely, I definitely punched it in there for you. I think I've been a bit more succinct with it and kind of, laid out why and where and what kind of to the question. So guys, I hope you've enjoyed it. As always, it'd be absolutely very kind of you if you could 
smash that five-star rating if you are on iTunes and leave me a little review. It really does help me out, guys, and I'd really appreciate it if you could spend that time. I know there's a couple thousand of you that always listen to my podcast every week, and I currently have only a couple of hundred reviews and things like that. So I know there's many more of you out there. So please, could you just take that 30 seconds, if this has been of value to you, to smash that five star and give me a positive view. If you could also screen capture it and stick it up on your Instagram page to say that this particular podcast was of value to you. And if you do, make sure you tag me in it uh, at the No Breakfast Guy because I'd love to know that you enjoy this podcast and you found value of it. And I'd like to thank you for sharing that at that time. But Guys, that's been another episode of the Let's Talk Fast podcast. I hope you are well. I love you all. Stay safe. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye.